0: amen <laughs> all right let me fade to black real quick as i kick off on um, the live stream y'all stand by I'll fade this out real quick we can get this party going go live on facebook we go live on everything else and thank you jesus
1: for your love amen
0: Welcome. Welcome, beloved. It is a wonderful time this evening in the presence of God. And um, I think a word of prayer is in order. Please pray for my air conditioner. Papa said I should not show any signs of sweating online today (laughs) on my tissues. Here's the thing. I'm always stuck between two things. Either sweating during these these live streams or like because I, I stand in front of the fan. I like almost wound myself with how cold it, you know, like ex- too much exposure, and I start like sniffing around. It's as well. Okay. <laughs> well, hello everyone. How's everyone doing? Thank you so much for joining us. Um, this is going to be a wonderful evening. My name is Francis Seaboard Jr. I am a member of the Cavadulum community, and we are about to get into the word. For now, hallelujah. Papa, Pastor Francis Seabor, sends his love and his greetings. Um, I actually wanted, by now, I actually should have ended my series. um, Like, rushed it over. Like, I wanted to try and end everything um, on Wednesday. Papa said that, no, make sure you complete everything you feel the Lord has. um, You know, let everything out. And basically, when you feel everything is done, then you can, like, close a chapter, if that makes sense. So that way, we can push out this series and know, like, anyone that's interested in... um, in the feast, we have like, you know, additional content, you know, supplemental content that we can give and oh, good to see my face. Yay. I, I saw your face the other day, <laughs> which I can see it now though, but this, this um, favor con looks good. Also, I saw you went for like a thing. I'm so sorry when I, I don't give like details on like, we collecting the exact like terminology. You went to this fancy design thing and you were like, you're standing with the sign. You were like, ah, <laughs> anyways, all right. Um, hope everyone's had a wonderful week. <laughs> um, hello, Salu. I love your profile picture. Hallelujah. Okay. Heavenly father, we thank you because you are greater. You are stronger. Thank you for healing in the name of Jesus. You bind up the brokenhearted, all the wounds you've come to heal. Thank you for healing Lord God in the name of Jesus. Thank you for restoration in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for anyone that is going, you know, suffering from any injury. Thank you for healing in the name of Jesus. Whether it's in their soul or in their body, we thank you because none is too hard for you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing, Lord God.
1: You are binding up. You are healing. You are restoring. You are strengthening. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, we worship
0: you king of glory, king of kindness, we will go for your ways. Hallelujah amen okay so um I hope. Let me let me give room for some kind of interaction before we get into I did not bring my my stylist, let me do something real quick y'all give me one second okay. But um, let me ask a question real quick I think is worth um, asking does anyone have any questions on the material so far.
1: Any questions.
0: none from our end thank you thank you for that response it means a lot when i when i actually get that response like no questions here okay so that means everyone understands what we have been saying i, just, I need to make sure that um this also helps me because the goal is to communicate um so like the way these giftings work sometimes they're by impartation where you know like a an intellectual understanding of what has been communicated might not be all that is necessary there might be more some things I lean heav- heavily in other faculties of the soul, amen. But sometimes, um, especially with teaching gifts, reasoning is a major faculty that's engaged actively. And with reasoning, um, the hope is that revelation, you know, is triggered and things are released. Man, there are some wonderful things I've written down here. Okay, so I'm just going to jump on ahead, believing that everyone understands. Um, we've tried to explain or walk through um, the seven feasts of Israel, and this has been a theme we've been hammering. Right we've, we've gone through the spring feast, the born again experience, right? The sincerity, letting go of the old life. Amen. We've gone into Pentecost and explain that, um, Pentecost speaks about the infilling of the seven spirits of God, where you come into an abundance of interaction with God, isolated interaction with God, where God's, um, spirit, the spirits of the Lord alone is interacting with you. You've been able to subdue contrary voices in your life so that only the spirits of God can instruct you. And just only when this happens that, The testimony of jesus can be written or the testament amen and we've explained this as um, a picture you use many pictures like feasting that's exactly the language of the scriptures right in the bible okay we've also used a picture of marriage the jewish marriage um covenant the kiddushin the nesuin amen um the ketubah all these tokens and different um parts of the jewish wedding um wedding um, wedding ceremony and um, we've also explained that the seven feasts their purpose is to erect the tabernacle. So basically the end goal of everything is to get to tabernacles, amen? And what we've done is we've, because, so basically all of these feasts, okay, all of the the first three and the, actually the first four, you can find, you know, at least, so the groups, you can find the inauguration, all these feasts are, you can find inaugurations in Leviticus 23, that one for sure, that staple, that's, that's a very simple one we can always jump to. But then, the first time they occurred, you can only find that with the spring feast and with Pentecost. Why do I say that? Because fall, the fall feasts are like the climax. You can say, you can't even argue that really. Maybe you could say when the tabernacle was first um, inaugurated um, in, the, in the last chapter of Exodus. Maybe you could say that was the first feast of tabernacles. But um, there's no clear definition from scripture that makes that you know p- puts pushes me in that direction. If that makes sense. Um, it's possible that someone else, that the Lord who minister to would bring, you know, shine, but he would use his light and then instruct them in that direction. But I don't have any such leading. So I really don't see that there. Um, and then, so, you know, we've gone through all of these feasts, you know, like their inauguration, the first time they were ever, you know, the first or the that momentous ceremonial occasion when it was first initiated. For example, Passover was in Egypt, Pentecost was on Mount Sinai, right? And then where does tabernacles happen? Hmm? The, the goal is that, you know, we'll understand that tabernacles corresponds to like a promised land. Amen. It corresponds to the building of the tabernacle, the dwelling place of God. Amen. Um, tabernacles corresponds. Um, it also has a fulfillment in Christ Jesus, right? Jesus Christ is almighty God. The fullness of God dwells in him bodily. We, I, you know, I think on Wednesday I hammered on what my said um, last week, Tuesday, on um, the mystery of godliness, the indwelling of God in the flesh. And how powerful that is, that um, in the New Testament, unlike our ancestors, um, the patriarchs, um, where we get our heritage from seekers of God, priests of God, um, they, they, God was revealed to them, but not as a man, a man. It's so cool that God revealed himself to us as a man, and he wasn't any less, in fact, he was actually more clearly seen in that estate. And the reason why that's so beautiful is that because of that, that's why we have things in the New Testament that are almost more strict than in the Old Testament. So, for example, there is no excuse for marrying more than one wife in the New Testament. Amen? If you marry more than one wife, you are just inviting evil spirits into your head. The, the, one of the evil spirits is the second wife. And then with her comes the... She's the gateway evil spirit, right? And she invites the rest of the demons. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Um, okay, my Bible just um, flipped over to the screensaver but um everyone gets what i'm saying right um in the new testament things are more strict and that's because of um god revealing himself as a man to us amen beautiful beautiful teaching i recommend you listen to it okay so en route to the building of the tabernacle we've explained the book of revelation outlines this process amen i have right here on my right uh, there we go our little little um prop ladder thing here and this is signify like levels of progression upwards, right? From the outer court, let's say this is like the the forest layer where the trees are outside of the tabernacle. Then this is the outer court. I don't know why I'm using the hourglass, but because it's word for now, I have that there. i Should have used, I should probably have used a globe. That would, probably would have been better, but whatever. Signifying the outer court, then the menorah, signifying the holy place, and the ark of the covenant, signifying the most holy place. Amen. And the purpose of this distinction here was to explain that there is meant to be, I have here my tablet little drawing I did a long time ago, a progression. Um, um, the book of Revelation outlines a progression, not from the outer courts into the holy place, but rather from the holy place so we have the seven golden candlestick into the most holy place amen and um, I explained that all the seven churches, they show an evolution. You would see Jesus Christ say, "This is He who says this," and later on, He says to him that overcomes, "I will give this." Amen. And I explained that each of those things that you see in the Book of Revelation, chapters two and three, one, two, and three. Amen. Were the current dealings of God with each of the churches. Amen. And what God wanted to do was to call them up higher. Amen. And if they responded to that, Amen, that would them that would be them washing their clothes. Amen. That would be them setting things aside so they can fully um, complete that feast of Pentecost. And the fruits of that, is they can now, you know, receive the testimony from God, right for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus, please. If you are coming forward for now, you want to become very familiar with the book of revelations. If you are a child of God in this gen- generation, you want to become very familiar with the Book of revelations. There is no excuse as a child of God for unfamiliarity with the end of the ages. If you live through COVID, amen, that should have been enough to trigger a proper comprehensive study of the book of revelations, amen. You don't have to understand everything, but there should be a lot of familiarity. Amen. You should know that chapter twelve is talking about this. Chapter eleven talking about this. Chapter ten talking about this. Amen. You can even do Instagram reels for that if if you if you think that's going to help you out. Amen. Um, And even knowing like where specific things happen. Hallelujah. And so we explain this, you know, visually as a brazen altar, for example, transforming and becoming a brazen laver on route to this place, right? The tabernacle, the sorry, the sanctuary, the holy place specifically is what it's called. Amen. And all of these things, they speak of hallelujah, our development, our furnishing as a tabernacle of God. The actual tabernacle of God is the ark of the covenant. You're going to see that in the book of Revelation later on, amen. But what God has done is that He's made provisions for us en route to that found destination. It's just like how we are New Testament saints, amen. And the fullness of God is on the inside of us. Now, we haven't experienced everything yet, but because of that indwelling, right? Because of the tabernacle structure already being present and erected in our spirit man, for that reason, the covenant is active. It is active right now. New Testament is active right now. In your life, New Testament promises, they apply to you. It is now for you to believe because the path for experiencing, the path for righteous ones, right? The Bible says the just ones, the righteous ones shall live by faith. And so it is by faith that we live and we have to exercise our faith muscles. Amen. I think mama was explaining um, before past day. Oh, by the way, if you miss Saturday's message, and you are a member of this community, it is very crucial. You're a part of that. Um, what happened? I saw two things even before Pastor day Matthew started preaching. I saw that some of the prayers that are taking place in a cave, they are a stirring of the operations of God in our midst and that stirring is going to um, Oh, come on. It's going to um, you know, almost like, um, I want to say water the fire because watering fires puts them out, but it's going to, um, yeah, the word is stir, right? I guess arouse the flames, amen. The end goal is that you're going to see um, um, a conflagration from something like a little flame to a conflagration, like an outbreak, amen, of the power of God in many different ways. Um, I saw, hmm, wow, just different visions that I had throughout this week coming back to me. Was that in church? Okay, that was I went for a vigil on Saturday. Okay, that's where I saw that. Okay, I was told you I saw that. Okay, cool. Hallelujah. So um, all these operations are being stirred. However, it is, I'm going to tell the truth. It is going to, it is possible for you to be in the middle of the cave and all these things are happening and very little of it is touching you. Amen. You want to be that person that when the rain is happening, you are not hiding in the shade. Amen. You are not using an umbrella. You are not wearing a raincoat. No, you want to take your clothes off like a child and run in the rain. Amen. Jump in the puddles. Jump in the puddle. Jump in the puddle. Sing songs. Amen. And run wild and be free and enjoy the liberty of your Father. Amen. Uh, what does this look like? It looks like you giving yourself to extended prayer. I will encourage you, you know, if you can do the six hour stretches. We are having a 24 hour stretch this Thursday and it dovetails into our Perez, amen? Please, please, please. No, that, yeah, our Perez is gonna be part of that. Perez is not, it's not going to be from midnight till like three or from 11 till like three. It's going, Perez is gonna be like from 9 p.m. till 11, till midnight, sorry, because we're gonna be praying 24, 24 hours. So from midnight um, on Thursday to midnight on Friday. I want to encourage you, Make yourself available. You will not die. We had children, some as young as 12 years old. Amen. That well, they did 12 hours with us and they survived. Amen. Now, this is a little bit longer. It's 24 hours. But if you can only come for 12, that's fine. If you can only come for six, make sure you give yourself to it. And don't find creative ways to dodge. Amen. Try and let yourself. Let the impact of that meeting, let it be tremendous, right? Let's let's the Bible says, let patience have its perfect work. There's a way you can posture yourself that you receive everything that God has for you. Amen. So make yourself vulnerable this season. I want to encourage you, make yourself available as well. If you can only come online, that is fine. Amen. But please make yourself available. Okay. So we have been going through like this little documentary um, here okay i'm seeing my notes on my thing here my tablet so not here revelation but i have my notes here hallelujah yes and uh, we've gone through um explaining many themes here right all right so um we've explained the parallels of you know book of revelation with the building of the tabernacle by first of all explaining that the tabernacle building as we know we know it like that image i showed you like this thing This thing here, this little drawing I did here, this is not what the tabernacle of God looks like, amen? That is a tent, a glorified tent, an adorned tent, a charged tent, that was Moses' tent, his bedroom, amen? The house of God is meant to be a human. So what God wanted was for human beings to come and meet him. But the way that God wanted to happen was by, you know, prolonged exposure to his glory on Mount Sinai. The language used there was actually feasting or dining with God, amen? And we've used that imagery all throughout this period of time, amen. There is meant to be some kind of exchange intercourse with God that is going to bring us, amen, into the experience, amen. A a severe experience of being written upon by the finger of God. Amen. The fruits of that is that you become the Ark of the Covenant, a carrier of the testimony of Jesus Christ. That was what God wanted for them in the Old Testament. They would not have been carriers of the testimony of Jesus. They would have been carriers of the law in their hearts. Amen. Now, God's desire in doing that for them was that they, will, um, they would then come down from Mount Sinai as the tabernacle. You see families that would be colonies of, of altars of brass, families that would be menorahs, right? Families that would be altars of incense. And some people like Moses, like Caleb, like Joshua, I believe strongly would have been. Together formed the Ark of the Covenant, and all together they would have stewarded the presence of God, as well as the inward operation of the spirits of God in processing everyone in Israel to become the Ark of the Covenant. While Israel as a whole is then processing the rest of the nations, showing them the advanced civilization of God, because God's civilization is priestly by nature. Um, there's this movie that's coming out this week called Black Panther, a very priestly movie, lots of spiritual themes in there. But I, I like to use that movie as reference because you're seeing this alien civilization. Just like, they're supposed to be based in Africa, it's a fictional country called Wakanda. And then you have like a protector called the Black Panther. If you check, if, you, if you've ever seen that movie before, you see there's a lot of priesthood and rituals involved with everything that's happen, happening there. And I love those illustrations because they are, those were, at the time when I, when I saw that movie, God was showing me things about the advanced, his advanced civilization. I think it came out in 2018. I, I believe that's when it came out and God was he does when Pastor personally first came to the cave and God, the Lord was teaching me about um through that the Outer face conference about God's civilization about how most the civilization came by Moses climbing up on the mountain and feasting with God and by celebrating Pentecost you discover the law of your te- of the testimony love the testament and by receiving the law the rest of the process is now the writing of the laws upon the heart and from there the constitution of Israel the culture of Israel the festivals of Israel Amen. The administrations of Israel, believe it or not, Israel's creativity as well came from that. Remember when it was time for the ark to be built? Amen. That glory that hit them came from Sinai. Amen. So creativity is meant to break out from this thing. And that's what you see in, you know, in that, in that movie series, you know, um, in that movie. Sorry, you see the technology comes from this resource called vibranium, you know, the armor there, their technology their clothing. Um, everything about them is revolving around this thing. That is actually how we're meant to be we're, But our our resource is God, amen. And because we're stewarding, amen, I love how there's a mountain of vibranium that the entire country is sitting on the Bible says that we have come to Mount Zion, amen. There's so many parallels with that movie that I would often use that character as a symbol of Melchizedek, amen. And how Melchizedek came out of nowhere to just meet Abraham, it seemed like he came out from an invisible city just showed up nothing of like not he wasn't apparently he wasn't in the war so where did he come from and i've had this feeling that maybe it's possible that he was his nation salem was initially physically present in that location but he that nation shifted dimensions as a consequence of melchizedek's interactions with god amen over time the nation became they became an invisible they were just swallowed up by the glory of god now there's all all these jewish folk tales about how some people, you know, some Essenes, they um, found a trail that led to that city and all of them disappeared. I think it's 70 of them or something. I can't remember. But anyway, some really cool mystical stuff. Um, all of this just to say, though, amen, that our culture is meant to be priestly by nature. Amen. So with this understanding in mind, amen, we can see why Christian culture without Pentecost is very hard. It's very obnoxious, right? There has to be genuine joy in your Christian life right, you have to partake of the, the feast Passover, this is why many believers are not enjoying the Christian life It's not it's not because they're bad people. You know, whenever I go through things different struggles in my life or I see people going through different things. I would always say this is so unfair they haven't been given up an opportunity yet to make a decision for themselves, they have just been Satan just ambushed them before they could even realize what was happening. You know, like how an arm robber like um, they, they make sure they have an unfair advantage, which is what. They don't care too much about their lives, obviously, because they're, harm, you know, they're doing armed robbery, right? And they come out with a gun, and they're not afraid to kill you because they themselves, they don't, their conscience doesn't, you know. So because of that, it puts you at a very huge disadvantage because here you have this basically a wild animal, um, who is threatening unless you give him money or something, whatever. You know. Very unfair and unbalanced. If you want to make it fair, let's us all, you know, let's duke it out properly. Amen. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But Satan would like because he knows no one is go, in his right mind will ever choose Satan. Amen. Everyone will choose God's way. that's it's called righteous. This is one of the the things I love about the Book of Revelation. When you hear when the tabernacles, you know, um, the the Ark of the Covenant is finally completed, they're rejoicing in heaven. That oh finally the earth would see the righteous judgments of God. Okay, I'm, I'm saying too many things, but I hope y'all get the gist. Our goal is to show these parallels amen mount sinai is a parallel of the tabernacle as well as the tabernacle itself amen and um still going on with um this little illustration we've been on here okay
1: that's personal teaching let's see here
0: that's right that's right we i think we stopped at the requirement for ascension into the mountain amen and we i think we made a parallel with um the different par- parables Jesus Christ spoke of, right? The wedding, wedding garment, amen. And even the processing necessary for entering into the tabernacle—they run in parallel. They are simultaneous. Hallelujah. So I guess some scriptures we could look at. I'm just going to read them off. Amen. Um, I re- we read these last week. Exodus 19, verse 10 through 15. When God said, "Wash your clothes, stay away from your wives." Psalms 24. Who shall send to the hill of the Lord? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Revelations 14, for verse 4 through 5, when the Bible says that people who are sent into the throne, they are without guile, right? Before God. Hallelujah. And all of this is meant to bring us to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, please understand, the tabernacle is about dwelling with God because the covenant, the marriage covenant has happened. So when you think about the tabernacle, think about marriage, think about union with God, think about marriage, think about say it again, think about marriage, think about union with God, amen, tabernacle is a consummation, amen, of that at one man that you have experienced, amen, hallelujah. So, um, man, there's so much, so many, so much language here, even in, a, you know, context of marriage, you know, the picture of veils, right, when the woman was about to get married, she has these veils on her face, and then when, when the, Bride is ready to, you know, to accept the vows and everything. What happens? The veil is taken away. We beholding as in a glass transformed to the same image of the So many, there's so many parallels. You see in the scriptures with all this stuff here. Um, but the major ones I want to explain, amen, are the ones that par- show the parallel with the tabernacle itself today. Amen. now we can go into atonement. So Revelations chapter eight is a wonderful picture. Let's see here. Let me, before I go there, let me, let me say a few things. So we've explained before about the seven seals, amen, the seven trumpets and the seven bowls of wrath. We've explained that all of these, these things is actually the same thing, but being told by different people. The seven seals are communicated by Jesus Christ directly to the Manchild company. The seven trumpets are communicated by the Manchild company directly to the church. But the seven bowls of wrath, amen, they're an outflow from the church. To the world amen and that's progressive each of these things are happening progressively so each of the seals is being broken amen in sequence and the fruits of each seal being broken we've explained before that each of the seals corresponds to an outpouring of the spirit of god i have said this numerous times and i've proved this from the scripture it is going to be very difficult to deny that now god can show you something else from this so please don't let what i'm saying stifle your your bible study and your fellowship of god run wild with jesus amen but just keep in mind that the seven seals, um, at least in this direction, speak of in feelings of the spirit of God that unseal the book to you. The book is no longer cryptic, okay? Now when the book has been unsealed to the man-child company, as the seventh seal is been broken or as the last portion of the spirit has been poured out, when that outpouring is happening, the man-child company, they begin to erupt, amen, with the high praises of God, as they begin to speak Amen to the body of Christ. They declare the body of Christ the eternal gospel of God. That thing comes out with the sound of a trumpet. Amen. Stripping the body, amen, of her enemies. Stripping the body of her, of her, uh, what you might call it, of her excuses, of her distractions, of false doctrines, of you know. Um, I read the prophet about Jane late last time where she explained that when these trumpets are sounded, there's going to be signs and wonders following that would be like we've never seen before. I'm talking about beyond, like on the scale of Moses, those kind of biblical proportion, if that makes sense. Like kind of like what Paul and Barnabas would do when they were preaching and I think it was Athens and Diana fell and the priests of Zeus, they saw Paul and Barnabas and they thought that um, um, Paul, Barnabas was Zeus and then Paul was Mercury, which I think is insane if we think that They arrived at that conclusion without seeing something that was scary because they saw Paul and Barnabas and they manifested. What is Zeus known for? He's a god of lightning, right? The the god of the gods, god of thunder or lightning, right? And here you see um, um, Barnabas. What do you think was, what do you think was happening that they would have thought that Barnabas was the god of thunder? And I'm sure that as he was speaking, either there was, you know, electricity in his eyes, or as he would speak thunder would strike you know we so many times or when he would wave his hand things like that I maybe mean, let's do cone of his, i have no idea what exactly was happening um i perceive very strongly that um signs like that were very common in the early church though so it wasn't even a big deal you see some of them recorded different day we'll talk you know we can go to some of those things and see them they're actually there but we don't see them when we read the bible they're like literally right there um and paul as mercury you know it, it's insane but anyways um Things of that nature, things of that degree, things of that that were that spectacular, amen. That were that striking, hallelujah. The fruits of all of those things is that the body would see the same way that Moses had those signs: the sign of the leprous hand and the cloak, and the sign of the of the rod that became a serpent, amen. That demonstration of the witness of God. Just got to speak. Just to say something, that my works bear witness of me. He wasn't talking about just doing miracles. There were specific um, signs that only the Messiah could do that he did. And he said, you see the, that thing I did there. What do you think that means Pharisee that knows the law? You, they knew what that meant. So what Jesus guys were saying was that God has given me these signs because they could not do those things. That's one, two, they knew that only the Messiah could do them. And three, the problem was this Messiah that was doing them was they, <laughs> they were jealous of him because he wanted nothing to do with their organized, you know, citadel, they set up for, for themselves. Amen. They, they saw. I don't I'm not me to tell you any of that right now, but um, basically, um, as these trumpets are being sounded, amen, they're going to be heralded by a lot of signs and wonders. As these things are happening, all kinds of operations are going to be swinging in motion and they'll be flushing Satan out of the church. The climax of everything is the rising of the man-child company. And that starts in the days of the sound of the seven trumpets. Once the seventh trumpet begins to sound, amen. Which actually is when the feast of trumpets will be happening, amen. That is when the mental Company would rise, amen. As soon as that seventh trumpet starts sounding, amen, hallelujah. What now happens is the the um, what you would call the Mantle Company ascends into the throne of God, amen. And that's what I spoke about time and time again as the shouting, amen. When who you are in Christ is shouting at you, it's almost um, attacking you. As in you, you not, you're not telling people you cannot be sick. Amen. There's a place where you've believed God and you come into handling of God's word. It's such a strong grip, but there's a place where God's word has seized you and you cannot disobey God. What's that I'm saying? Jesus Christ will speak about how God is his rock and his refuge. How God is his right hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man. We need to, we need to experience some things. Jesus Christ, how God will be his right, how God is his right hand, amen? How his flesh yearns for God. You know, these are things that would be erupting from our hearts, we'll be actively experiencing them, amen? As these trumpets are sounding. That is when you would see people that look like Jesus on the earth. That sh- that shouting is the declaration that the testimony has been written inside of them. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is speaking. Amen. So they are bearing witness of the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's the agenda of the Book of Revelation. Amen. That right there, that community is the ark of the testament. Amen. The ark of the covenant. That is the man-child company, the woman, the child of the woman in, in the sky. Amen. Now that child of the woman in the sky is the ark. The woman is the rest of the temple, which includes the brazen laver. No, the so Bible says measure the ark, leave out the outer court. So there's no brazen anything. Amen. The woman speaks about the sanctuary, as in the menorah. Amen. Um, the altar of incense and its table of shewbread. If you are not in the holy place during that period of time, you will not be partaking. Amen. Of any of this transformation. that means that if you do not partake of pentecost you will not be a part of anything we're talking about right now amen this is why pentecost is so crucial because what's happening is that this is what jesus christ was saying you tolerate that woman jezebel right to teach my servants amen to eat things sacrifice idols and to commit sexual immorality we cannot as, as the body of christ be written upon by the lord when satan is still talking when we are still Giving into fears and doubts and unbelief when this world system is still waging warfare against us. You see in the scriptures, they would say things like, you know, gird up the loins of, of, your, of your mind, right? Gird yourself up, amen. Be stand up like a man. Um, um, li- the the knees that hang low, the hands that hang low, I okay, can't run, <laughs> lay aside everywhere. The easily to the so we can, you know, connect to this thing. And the language there is Pentecost, come to the mountain, amen. Clean hands, a pure heart, so you can ascend to the mountain. And there, amen, those, the generation that seek his face, Jacob, they will be written upon. Please hear, if you are not a part of the sanctuary, I say the sanctuary, I'm talking about the holy place. If you're not part of the holy place or the most holy, you are not going to be a part of the man child company. You are not even going to be a part of the woman. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. And this is where, you know, people will say things like, um, um, we will say things like, no, way, this is not very important. What matters is your salvation? You know, there's a place where, you know, you cross from that and you now say, if not, this one doesn't matter because it's not, it's, I, it's not going to, fr- it's, Satan's voice cannot be heard with this. Like, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to phrase this. It doesn't tackle, it doesn't frustrate my experience of Pentecost. It doesn't frustrate my, the process of me being written upon. Does that make sense? We're going to not be looking at. The end goal of christianity as going to heaven but now we're going to see the end goal of christianity as being written upon so now you're going to see me saying things like oh this thing here is going to frustrate my branding process i want to be refined i want to look like jesus this here is going to use the voice of balaam this here who knows what i'm saying amen this is going to bring in that loyalty in spirit we can't have any of that because i want to be written upon so because of that we'll find ourselves experiencing consecration Hallelujah! So that is the man-child company, Amen. That is the feast of trumpets, Hallelujah. Now, just like in the Old Testament, Amen, when the tabernacle furniture items have been completed, and primarily when the ark has been set in its place, there is now an outflow of glory from the ark to the other parts of the temple, amen. This happened in the book of Exodus when Moses and Aaron, they went in, they anointed all the furniture items, and when they anointed the Ark of the Covenant, they began to walk out from the most holy place to the holy place and outwards, amen. And as they were doing that, what was happening was that they were, there was progressively glory. God's glory was filling the tabernacle, amen. That is what we refer to as the seven bowls of wrath, amen. After the seven trumpets have finished sounding, amen, when I when I say something, finish something. When it's, while the seven trumpets is sound, because seven trumpets gonna sound until this age ends, amen. Or until the bowls of wrath are, are finished. Sorry, amen. Because the end of the seven trumpets is Jesus Christ coming. Remember what the Bible says at the last trump, right? In the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed, right? For the we will from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God. Remember those verses, First Thessalonians chapter four and First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verses that we referred to before as rapture verses, amen. But they refer to the second coming of Jesus Christ all of these things are going to come at the end of the sounding of the seventh trumpet. Is everyone following me? Is this confusing? I need to make sure that what I'm saying is being understood. Hallelujah. If you can respond in the chat groups, if what I'm saying doesn't make sense, or if you want me to repeat something, please let me know so that we can really make sure we understand this. Amen. What we refer to as the rapture, amen, is going to come. Amen. Hallelujah. What, 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 what we mean by that actually is the second coming of Jesus Christ where he descends physically upon the earth. Following slowly. <laughs> Hallelujah. I like that. That's good. So let me let me give a visual that might help explain. Amen. Let's say from here to here. Let's say from here to here. Oh my. Let me use my little, let me see if I can get here a little diagram going. You know? Come on, Apple Pencil. What are we doing? Apple, what's up? All right, cool. Come on is not the time <laughs> there we go we're good so sketches
1: let's hope we can get something going here i know i had
0: i did a bible study here it is there it goes cool so all right so here we go i'm going to jump into our tablet here okay so let me i'm going to use these color codes for reference okay um the bowls of wrath would be red the seals would be blue okay so we have seven seals right one two three four each of these corresponds to the four faces of the cherubim right and we have five and six amen So these correspond to the lion right the ox right the man and the eagle okay lo me me soil <laughs> okay so these are the, um, these are the first six seals then here comes the seventh seal amen As the seventh seal is being unsealed, amen. Part of the process that takes place is the sounding of the seven trumpets. Hallelujah. Now the seven trumpets they don't all happen at once, they also happen in sequence. Check your if you if you're if you're familiar um with what happens in the scriptures, you can tell that these the way the way I'm dividing these things that makes perfect sense. Amen. So, anyways, the seven trumpets, I'm going to use green for those, okay? I'm going to start with the first four. We have first four trumpets, okay? Three, four, amen. Then after that, um, after the fourth um, trumpet sounds, then we have the three woes, amen? So here is a woe, <laughs> and here is another woe, okay? Now, after this woe is finished, then comes the seventh trumpet, amen? Now, understand that all of these, these specific Trumpets. This um, these last these sixth um ones. It is usually a vision or an encounter that happens after this. If you check after the sixth seal was broken, that's when you see the one forty four thousand. Remember that story, amen. And if you check after the, you can even say show how after yes after the sixth trumpet sounded, that is actually when you see Revelations ten when that angel descends, and then he swears that it shall be for a time, time and half a time, right? And that, oh, sorry, when he swears and said, There shall be time no longer, right? And you will also see where um um the angel has a little book and he gives it to John to read. This is all Revelation chapter 10. So you see visions of Revelation 10 and 11, the, the two witnesses, amen. That uh, that's Moses and Elijah. All right, all of that is happening in between the sixth trumpet and the seven trumpets, okay? When the seventh trumpet now sounds, amen. Then you hear that declaration of the um uh, the kingdom of our God have become the kingdom of our, of his Christ. And uh, we shall reign forever, amen. As the seven trumpet is sounding, hallelujah. You now see even more visions of different things happening. But the primary thing is that Satan is overthrown in the church. And because of the church, the glory of God begins to fill the sanctuary. And then comes out, amen, levels of God's glory infiltrating the church, amen, through seven bowls of the wrath of god these seven bowls of the wrath of god are the seven bowls of god's glory once this last one hits then the seven trumpets will have finished sounding and jesus christ appears physically on the earth amen One, now please understand okay the seventh seal is not fully broken until the seventh trumpet okay so i'm gonna write okay this here is the seventh My handwriting is blessed amen this here amen is the seventh seal amen and this here
1: is the seventh
0: trumpet hallelujah all right and this here are the seven bowls of wrath so the seventh seal when he's a black colored ink okay is not fully broken until after the seventh trumpet has finished sounding And the seventh trumpet, amen, does not finish sounding until all the bowls of wrath have been poured out upon the earth. Amen. Now please understand, these bowls of wrath are going to flow out of the church as an overflow of the church. It's not like God is in heaven throwing bowls of wrath down to the earth. No, no, no. What we call the bowls of wrath in the scriptures, amen, is the church brimming with glory. The glory is so much in the church, it flows outwards. This is what happens whenever the tabernacle has been, the construction of the tabernacle has been completed. Amen. Now that's that sequence of events. Amen. Following the conclusion of the building of the tabernacle, amen, is what we refer to as a fall feast. Amen. The beginning of the days of all starts with the Feast of Trumpets. And that is by the stand, the rising up of the man company. Amen. And we see that here. Amen. Uh, once the seven trumpets start sounding, this is when the woman rises up, amen, in the sky, and this is where the seven what we call the seven year tribulation okay everything happens from here till here okay please understand the seven years of tribulation are actually a time of satan being backed into a corner and he's fighting the church because he knows his end has come please understand that okay the rising of um archangel michael amen you can see it in daniel chapter 12 you see the revelations chapter 12 amen you would see that the language in the scripture shows us amen that when this happens something called the time of jacob's trouble or the great tribulation would eman- will commence this great tribulation is going to continue until jesus christ appears in the sky that's what the Bible says after the tribulation of the, um, of those days the sky will turn what black the moon to blood and what will happen the stars will fall and then you shall see the sign of the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven amen that is the feast of atonement amen what has happened here is that the tabernacle amen is now is functioning for its first time right it's like the tabernacle has been activated and the triggering of the tabernacle being activated upon the earth amen is that's one minute. the tabernacle is calling for the shekinah glory amen please understand when the tabernacle has when the tabernacle has finished being constructed what it does is that it calls for the Shekinah glory. It's kind of like how spiritual things work um, um, with, in parallel with things on the earth. There's some things that if you do it, for example, now I go and watch, there's a way some movie stars are cutting their hair. Like, you know, these people who are doing LGBTQ agenda, you see some men, they'll be wearing lipstick and doing makeup and painting their fingernails, amen. If I start doing it just for fun, <laughs> just for fun, I'm not really serious. If I start doing it, after a while, something will come and sit on my head. I don't even know that. If I start putting finger, um, this thing on my fingernails, and I'll start putting lip gloss on my, and I start acting funny, it's not going to take too long before some thought to start hitting my head. Is everyone listening? If I do not, I'm going to have to fight those thoughts actively. Because if not, after a while, something is going to seize control, demanding that it harvests this offering that it is seeing here who understands what I'm saying. The same thing with when you see someone going to tech, you know, tech forums and different things or whatever, after a while, and affinity for these things will sit on you. Does that make sense? Now there's a way you can posture your heart to, to reject those things. Where even if the spirit comes and disturbs you, you like, I don't want to be a part of this. Amen. But if you mimic, if you mirror some things in this natural dimension, you're calling for a spirit to come and sit on you. That's the truth, amen? Now, when the church looks like Jesus, we are calling for him. This is what, Jesus Christ is now our Shekinah glory, just like what happened on Mount Sinai. When God descended on Mount Sinai, amen, what God wanted to do was to marry Israel, to continue to come into atonement with Israel, amen? But because Israel said no, we have this building. And this is the Shekinah glory to descend upon Israel themselves. It descended inside of the most holy place and portions of that shekinah glory was now distributed on a yearly basis on what what's called the day of atonement to all of israel so let's jump into the scriptures now i think we're understanding what atonement is right i hope we are has everyone, has everyone i hope everyone understands what i'm saying i feel like I, I found lots of ease in saying some of these things today okay um leviticus 23 from verse 26 Let's see here. And um, the Lord said to Moses saying, on the 10th day of this month, there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation to you. You shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. You shall do no work in that in that same day for it is a day of atonement to make an atonement for you before the Lord, your God. For whosoever soul it shall be, that shall not be afflicted in that same day. He shall be cut off among this people. Amen. I wanted to make sure I'm still in the verse 32. Yes. And whatsoever soul it it be that does any work in that same day, the same soul will I destroy from among this people. Okay, you shall do no manner of work, it will be a statue forever throughout your generation, all your dwellings. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest. You see that? It's not a Sabbath, it is a Sabbath of rest, and you shall afflict your souls on the ninth day of the month, right? Of the month. At evening, from evening on to evening, shall you celebrate your Sabbath. Amen. Now, this right here, amen, is 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 when Jesus Christ appears physically. When he appears physically, he's not coming by himself, amen. He's going to be coming with the entire um, um, um the community we refer to as the cloud of witnesses. Talk about people like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know the picture we had in rapture it was so backwards. We've thought in our minds that when rapture happens, amen, that we would disappear, and then Satan take over. What is the other way around? Actually, what's going to happen is our brothers and sisters and our fathers and our mothers will appear, and many people will disappear because of that. In fact, when Jesus Christ appears physically on the earth, please hear me out. Listen very close, okay? When Jesus Christ appears physically on the earth, the sign of his arrival, the first sign of his arrival, is that the antichrist will be judged immediately. The Bible says he will fall into the lake of fire. Amen. Now that what that simply means is that it doesn't mean like there's going to be one place called the lake of fire and the antichrist will fall inside. Oh Oh, no, get me out. Help me please. Anyone have a floater. No life jacket, please. No, 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 no. What's going to be happening is that that what we call the lake of fire is the presence, the unrestrained presence of God. Amen. Where God's presence is so manifest that he's actively judging all of his enemies that's what you're seeing there as if any soul does any work amen they shall be put to death they shall be destroyed the day of atonement that you're seeing here that we're looking at right now amen when it is coming to pass in history if you are not keeping this feast you are going to be judged tremendously in fact even before the day of atonement the day of, said, atonement, of atonement the feast of trumpets that will be celebrated by the manchild company amen that'll be heralded by the manchild company sorry amen as they are declaring the everlasting gospel to all nations. Maybe I should show some of these scriptures. Um, let me look at Revelation chapter 12, let's start from 12. So I'm going to give an overview just because we don't have time. <laughs> Amen. So this is when the man child company appears, right? let, let me, maybe I should give, let me, I'll just give a rough draft. Okay. Cause I feel like everyone can do their Bible study themselves. Revelation chapter 12 is talking about the rising of the man-child company. Let me start from Revelation chapter one, Jesus Christ appears as an avatar, amen, through an angel, amen, to John the divine, amen. And this avatar comprises of the different operations of God that are currently at work in all the seven churches. And he be, each of these operations speaks directly to each of the seven churches, promising them, amen, of greater um, 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 greater development um, greater advancement, growth, amen, in the workings of God in their life. If they will deal with some things on the inside, if they would wash their clothes and if they will keep away from their wives, hallelujah, if they would clean their hands, amen, and not swear deceitfully, what would then happen is that they'll be able to feast with the Lord, right? Remember the book of Revelation chapter three, behold, I send the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice, um, he will open up to me and I will open up to him. Now will dine with him, and he will dine with me. That speaks about feasting, the feast of Pentecost. Amen. On the mountain, on my, but not on Mount Sinai, as it was in Book and Revo- Book of Exodus, but now on Mount Zion, as we see in Revelations fourteen and select other scriptures. Okay, so Revelations two and three is everything I just summarized. Now, Revelations chapter four is John having his own. So when he when he heard that voice, come up hither, and I will show you things that must be here after. Amen. That's instruct. Think about instruction as what happened on Mount Sinai, when God came and then said the Ten Commandments. When God made that marriage proposal, when Israel heard that and they drew back, they did not come hither. They drew back. But Bible says that Moses Jr. the thick darkness where God was. So that's what John is now experiencing when he's heard come up hither. So Bible says immediately I was in the, in the spirit. I saw a throne. I saw um, um, twenty-four elders. I saw four living creatures. I saw seven. Um, sorry, I saw. Um, Four living creatures, I saw seven, seven, seven lamps of fire burning, amen. I saw a steel glass, amen. He saw all of these things. That was the context for John to be written upon. But then, lo and behold, when it is now written upon, the book is sealed. Hey, who can help us? So the whole point of coming here was to be written upon. Luckily, Jesus is going to help us, right? He's the one that's going to administer the writing himself, right? Through his fingers hallelujah and as he has the administration of that writing amen is by the unsealing of the book what is that finger of god the holy spirit we've explained before right the unsealing the on un- the seven seals in the book of revelation they correspond to seven measures of the spirit of god we explained that way back in the beginning and several times throughout this series amen this is revelations chapter five and then chapter six in chapter six he begins to unplug and as he unplucks each of the seals, amen, the four spirits of the heavens are released. These are the four horsemen, the chariots of fire, amen. And what they come to, that they come to judge worldliness in the heart of the man-child company. They don't come in a friendly way, they come in a very aggressive way, amen. This is the reason why you need, you cannot go through this process when Satan is distracting you. You have to step, you have to consecrate yourself because while you're going through the process, you would want to leave because it is a painful process. But when your heart has been for lack of words, weaned of worldliness. You have a spiritual mind. There's affinity for what God is doing on the inside of you, amen? And so what now happens is you subscribe to that process and each of these horsemen, they come with death, come with plagues, come with famine, amen? They come with um, a mil- mil- militant, militant might, amen? Each of the four horsemen, the white, the black, the red, the pale, amen? After that, the souls of the martyrs, you, you, you now um, come into the fellowship of the brethren, right? The prayer of the saints. With the souls of those who have been slain for the word of god for testimony of jesus christ amen and then um the sixth seal is when worldliness breaks off of you right and then the seal of god that appears on your forehead that's when the angel stamps you is when we segue to chapter seven amen when we now see the one forty-four thousand. oh i'm not the only one that's experiencing this there's more believers as well okay then chapter eight begins the sounding of the seven trumpets when the angel comes with a cistern amen and offers incense on the golden altar amen before god after he does that he throws he offers the prayer of the saints and lots of incense and smoke everywhere there's lots of da, 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 and he throws the censer onto the earth and there's an earthquake and an explosion and the seven angels go right into sound They begin to sound one by one the first four sound the first four sound they strike the trees they strike a fourth of this they start a third of this a third of that a third of this and after striking each of those things an angel an eagle sword flies through the sky saying whoa 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 so The inhabitants of the earth by virtue of the three Angels that are about to sound. Nothing I'm saying should be a mystery to you. You should be very well accustomed to Revelation. If you want to get the Streetlights Audio Bible and listen to it time and time again, over and over and over again, there is no reason why a child of God should be on un- not out. Especially now, there is no reason why you should not be aware of this thing. It's expo for your life. Please don't be afraid of seeing the future. Don't be afraid of God giving you expo for your life. Okay. So, <laughs> as though not reading, if, like, if you don't read the book in the Bible, you are going to read the book in real life. The difference is that in this one, it's to prepare you so that when people are dying in the book, you'll not be among people that are dying there. So you play, ah, this place I'm standing on, oh, people that are standing in that same place, all them are dying. Hey, you just move like this. Then yeah. when I see it happen, hey, see that thing I saw in the book? of oh, thank God I saw it in this book. But if I stayed there, I'll be like that guy that's burning. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So please don't be afraid to read. Amen. Don't be afraid to know what is in the scriptures. It won't hurt you. There's nothing wrong with you knowing everything in the Bible. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Someone says you don't have to. I say well, what? You don't have to not. You don't have to not to know everything in the Bible. You don't have to not. To. <laughs> Who cares what I'm saying? I, I hear some things sometimes and I, I see people like they're say, they say things, I'm like, you know, I get what they're saying, but at the same time I'm like, Let's lean towards the because I say something like that sometimes, okay? Well, let's lean towards the what's wrong with doing everything that God tells us it should do. Like some people say it's about prayer, somebody says it's about the word. Why don't we do both? Why don't we just do what the Bible tells us to do, right? <laughs> what Jesus said. Okay. So um the, the, the eagle flies and says, Whoa, whoa, whoa. The three worlds, the first world comes, right? And then you see those scary-looking creatures, right? Second, well, um, the second, the uh, sixth, the sixth trumpet sounds, amen. And you see the angel that goes, release the angels that are bound by the river Euphrates for this day, and the hour. And then the scary creature comes, and blah 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 blah. And after that, another angel comes from the sky. It's the angel of the Lord of the whole earth. Man, this is so cool. I'm just realizing now that before the man-child company rises. The church—they're able to bring God as Lord back to the earth. You know that yes, God rules over the affairs of men. Yes, yes, God is the one that is supreme and blah, blah blah blah. I understand all those things. There is a way that God is meant to rule this planet that we have not seen in a hundred. I they say thousands of years. I'm just seeing now that that happens before the seventh trumpet begins to sound. That's crazy. That's that angel that appears that has, that he swears. He cries like a lion roars, and seven thunders utter their voices. And then he has in his hand the unsealed book. And then he gives the testimony to John the Baptist and tells him, Eat it up, right? So John eats it up. As soon as he eats it up, he gives him a, a golden reed to measure the, ta- the tabernacle. And John is able to discern, because he's taking the testimony, who are those who are actually seeking God. That's what measurement means, right? Been able to tell, right? what is this definition to give definition to things right so john identifies what the true church is and he discovers that oh, the true church is only those who are being written upon everyone else is not really seen as a church so because of that they're going to be not written upon basically right bind up the law seal the testimony among my disciples alone i will wait for the god for, for the lord who hides his face from jacob from the house of jacob so the language there means that the rest of Jacob, God's face is hidden from them. You have to wait on him. Come on, man. Jesus, Jesus. Hmm, come on. Ah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, hallelujah. I will wait on him. Hmm. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. OK. Okay, so come on, come on, come on. Okay.
1: Um.
0: Okay, so after, um, after the Lord of the whole earth um descends, he raises up um two witnesses. That's his the operations of Moses and Elijah. Amen. And that those two they correspond. That's what the men have come to be working under. After a while, that means she's going to expire. Amen. Because they will finish everything the law and the prophet spoke about. And they're now going to dovetail into Christ. Amen. That's going to happen by them dying and then be resurrected. When they're resurrected, they bring forth the witness of Christ. Now, that thing, as uh, that thing is coming forth, as they're rising up, the seventh angel sounds as they're rising up from the dead. Now, with that sound, the Bible says that's when it's going to come. To the kingdom of this what has come to the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and we shall reign forever. I just love this book, man. I love this book. I just love it. Honestly speaking, it just shows there's things that are said here that you're wondering what is life going to be like when for eons. Do you know that for eons humanity has not worshipped God? For eons, we're going to see that we are we are privileged. This is what happened when uh, was it? um, Who was this now? It was Bob Jones. He went as Bob Jones or Rejoiner. I think it's Paul Pocky Davis spoke about this. He went to heaven and during the middle of Brown of um, Brownsville and Toronto, and he asked the Lord. You know, um, he, he was talking to the Lord, and then he met Apostle Paul, and he saw Apostle Paul. He now asked Apostle Paul. He wanted to ask Apostle Paul what what it was like, you know, in his time, you know, being um, in this great move of God, and Apostle Paul and all the other people that were there. They were asked, they wanted to know what it was like to be a part of the end time church. Okay. Um, so anyway, so after um, the seventh, um, angel sounds, the man company is seen in the sky, amen. And then Satan is terrified and begins to fight the tabernacle. Amen. Now that warfare climaxes into the great tribulation. So there's a buildup over time. You see the dragon, he's in the midst of it's basically in the midst of the church. But as soon as the man child company expires him from the church, they've been doing that over time, by each of the seven trumpets, amen, as it expired from the church, what now happens that Satan now makes the entire world a hostile environment for the church. And you see that in Revelation chapter 12, amen, when the dragon opens his mouth and the flood of water comes out, but the Bible said that the earth will help the woman. And we've explained why that can happen because of what we taught in the Open Heavens Conference, right? Ecosystem of the age to come. Was on the inside of us, what's on the outside. Amen. We'll be able to control matter, control things happening on the earth. Hallelujah. So after, um, all this happens when Satan sees that the earth, amen, because the Lord God of the whole earth, come on. I'm just seeing it now because of, <laughs> I think I've seen that. He didn't realize the Lord God of the whole earth had come. So he thought it was business as usual. So he tried releasing persecution as he normally does. But those who have been written upon operations of God are working on the inside of them. And so the earth helps them in their refinement process. In other words, everything he's doing only refines them even the more, if that makes sense. And so because of that, he switches gears and goes from um, what is now just tribulation alone. He brings out his trump card, the Antichrist. And that's how Revelation 13 starts. Revelation 13 starts, amen. And the Antichrist ascends up out of the bottomless pit, amen. Or sorry, ascends, well, that's bottomless pit, yes. Was out of the sea, speaking about humanity. Amen. Then while that happens, there's now also going to be amongst the people in the, in the church who are being written upon those who are still not the Ark of the Covenant, man, company, but people who are still in the church. Amen. Be written upon from them. There's going to be the rising of the false prophet. Amen. Very tragic story. Yes. Some people are going to be, they, they did not experience Pentecost up to the third plague of Moses, where the finger of God manifests, that silences that voice. Amen. What happened was that they had the same anointing as Johannes and Jambres. Amen. Antichrist. That's false spirits thing. Okay. And you see John and Jude and Peter dealing with those in their epistles. And John, I mentioned John. Yes. Yeah, John, Jude. And, okay. I'm, I hope I'm not overloading y'all with too much stuff. Amen. Please get familiar with your Bible. Please get familiar with the Bible. Your Bible should be. There's some things that I don't know, man. I don't. I, I look at, I look at things through these lenses. I judge things through the scriptures, amen. I'm not saying I'm perfect at this. Don't get me wrong, but I must say that at all. What I'm just saying though, is that I just wonder how people go through life. If they are not always, if this thing is not how you process things. Okay. So, um, please read your Bible. And what I mean by that is the entire book, I'm not saying you should do a Bible reading plan. I mean, you should give yourself to the studying of the scriptures. Remember when I caught fire for God in 2012, 13, we went to Disneyland for crying out loud. I was in Disneyland. I just now was realizing that, man, I must have been really crazy to be doing this. We would go on rides. While on the rides, I'm listening to the audio Bible, still engaging the scripture. I'm like, wow, 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 Jesus, wow. I've asked one of my questions in the plane, in the car, in the restaurants, while we're walking in SeaWorld, we went to SeaWorld. I, ha- I didn't have my headphones. I had this, the first iPad, the, no, I didn't have the first iPad. I had the, which iPad was this now? I think it was the third generation iPad. Yes, before the fourth one came out, I bought the fourth one later, so I had the third generation iPad. I would list, it was huge, and humongous, it was bigger than this one. I, I didn't have headphones. So I had to listen to it like this because the place I was in was allowed to the theme parks. So it had all these loud noises. So I had to listen to audio Bible like this. I'm walking around all day in the sun and I'm like this with my iPad. That is what I was doing all day long. I wanted to, I was, I think I was listening to the prophets back then. What, what I'm trying to say here is you should be eating epistles. You should be eating prophetic writings. You should be eating them like crazy, making up your own notes, letting God speak to you. Don't go for morning devotion alone as in the short morning devotion. Don't deceive yourself, please there's so much that we don't know in this book. It's so sad because I don't know anything. <laughs> it's not hallelujah. Okay. All right. Um, please get familiar with your Bible. Okay. Um, so after the man, after the Antichrist rises, the false prophet rises, Amen. then you see that the man child company um, is not just in the sky. They're all on Mount Zion, right? The lamb with 144,000 of his saints. This is Revelation chapter 14. Amen. And that is the picture of the tabernacle, amen? The lamb on, on Mount Zion with the 144,000 of his saints, amen? Having their father's name written on their forehead. So they have been written upon. The testimony of Jesus has been written upon them, amen? And from there, they begin to give decrees. And this is what I wanted to summarize all of this for. I hope my summary was useful, helpful to someone. <laughs> A lamb stood on Mount Zion with him a 144,000 having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters, the voice of the great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sang as they were a new song before the throne, before the four living beings and the elders. And no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. And these are they that are not defiled with women, for they are virgins, for they are they that follow the lamb whithsoever he goes. These were redeemed among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile, for there without fall before the throne of God. This is making reference to Psalms 24 clean hands and a pure heart. And I now, this is what I'm trying to get at here, okay? Because once the tabernacle has finished building, then it begins to fill up with glory, amen? As the man company begins to release decrees, okay? Now, the decrees the man company gives are these, okay? I saw an angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto those that dwell on the earth. Please, those that dwell on the earth are believers. When you see woe to the inhabitants of the earth, they're not talking to unbelievers though. Unbelievers are called the nations, but the church is called. So, we see people that in in the book of Revelation we're going to see two kinds of Christians: Christians who are heaven dwellers and earth dwellers. Amen. Earth dwellers are those who are not being written upon. They are in the outer court, amen. They are exposed to the elements of this world, amen. Heaven dwellers, amen, are those who are, who have partaken of Pentecost. They have gone into the mountain, through the portal, and they are feasting with God. They are those that dwell in the heavens. The Bible says, rejoice in heavens and you that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, right? For the enemy, the dragon has been cast down and he is wroth and angry for he knows that his time is short. I hope this is helping someone understand the scriptures. So they're going to preach the gospel. The angel is backing up their words to preach to the church, the outer court, and to every nation included in tongue and people saying with a loud voice, fear God, give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him that made heaven and the earth and the seas. Okay. Now that's the first judgment. The second one is this. Therefore, are following the angel saying Babylon is fallen, is fallen that great city. So Babylon falls. All right. That is the second operation. And then verse 9 says, the third angel followed him, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image and receives his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture in the presence of God, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the midst of the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the lamb. Please hear something, okay? What's this happening here is that this, this angel, they're releasing something, okay? The operations of God in the man child company are now cascading out of them into the body. First of all, into that woman making them become part of the man child company as well, while they are preaching to those who dwell on the earth, speaking about the church in the outer court. And at the same time, those who are in the world, please Christians who are on this planet, when all this is happening, there is going to be believers that are going to receive the mark of the beast. It is in the Bible. Scripture will not be broken. Some believers are going to take the mark of the beast. And the mark of the beast, don't limit it to just these things like, okay, I did take COVID vaccine, I'm fine. The mark of the beast, amen, is a curriculum that Satan has been giving you. Part of it, amen, is this um, um, pharmaceutical, genetic, um, 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 priestly um, um, a ministry that will be taking place as the end of the ages approaches. I am aware of that. But that is not the only way that this mark is distributed because the mark of the beast is a climax of heritage is dating all the way back to Assyria, Egypt, Babylon, Persia, amen, Greece, Rome, and ultimately the climax. So if you have received everything that they have given you and you're saying, I, won't, I will now not only, uh, this one, I will not take this one, amen, you, you can say it before the Antichrist shows up. But I can assure you, once the Antichrist shows up and you hear that um, trumpet of Nebuchadnezzar that says, you must bow down to this image. If you don't bow down, you'll be cast to fire fiery furnace. I can assure you, if you're not being be written upon, you are going to bow down. You will kiss Satan's feet and you will build that image for him. Okay, so I'm going to keep this going because we don't have as much time as we would want. Amen. Um, so from here, after all this... Goes on, you now see the harvest of the nations. How do I know that? The Bible says, um, I looked and behold, a white cloud. And upon the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, cried a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, saying, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time has come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud, thrust in his sickle on the earth and the earth was reaped this is the one billion soul harvest that bob jones prophesied about this is the great move of god revival amen the outer rim of it that we have been prophesying about since this is that move in this full full climax if that makes sense as in after people have prayed poured their blood all the sacrifice everything this is now the dovetailing end as in we're already coming to the this is the end ages now Expiring basically, and things are now happening in quick succession. There's no room. There's nothing that's. There's not nothing going to slow. There's no things are almost automatic now because once the Manchow Company has finished, it's kind of game over for Satan because nothing. There's no more resisting the will of God by making people disobey God anymore because now you have Jesus people on the earth. I want to say this again, okay? The Feast of Trumpets is heralded by the rising of the Manchow Company. These people will look exactly like Jesus. They will function exactly like Jesus did on the earth. Amen? There is not going to be any difference between them and Jesus Christ. In fact, it is their presence on the earth. They are going to make the body of Christ on the earth look like Jesus. The conclusion of that is now what we call the Day of Atonement, when Jesus Christ, one day, Jesus Christ will appear on the earth physically. With him, the rest of the tabernacle will appear. And by that, we're talking about all the holy angels, but specifically the cloud of witnesses. Amen. All of our ancestors, someone like Bob Jones, amen, currently cloud of witnesses right now. You see him physically on the earth. Kenneth Hagin, you see physically on the earth. These people that we, we, um, we see the prophetic word about, amen. John the Baptist, Moses, Elijah, amen. You're going to, John the Baptist, sorry, is the Elijah uh, mantle. John the Baptist, Kenneth Hagin, and Moses, you're going to see them on the earth physically. You see Abraham, you see Joseph physically on this earth, amen now when that happens that is called the day of atonement and that corresponds to the shekinah glory of god hitting the earth i'm going to show this to us in the scriptures amen because after all these things happen there's another harvest and it's the the wine press of god's wrath amen and this corresponds to god's glory being poured out amen how do i know this i saw the sign in heaven great and marvelous seven angels holding the seven last plagues for in them is filled up the wrath of God, and I saw it as the word, see blah 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 blah. They sing the song of Moses, they sing the song of the Lamb. Who is Moses? Who is the Lamb? The people that went up into the mountain, Amen. They're the only ones that went to the mountain on behalf of the people of Israel, Amen. They downloaded the civilization of God for their respective people groups, right? Moses for Israel, Jesus for humanity. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. Okay. And after that, I looked, and behold, the temple. Of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was open. Now, the t- tabernacle of the testimony is the ark, amen. Now, the reason why this is important is because the ark, now, amen, is called the tabernacle of the testimony. All right, this is why I would say things like a testimony is, um, the testimonies, um, the ark is anything that can house a testimony, or the tabernacle is anything that can house a testimony. Now, the ark, that community, they themselves are a tabernacle, amen. They're a dwelling in place of God but then they're only a subset of the rest of the body. Now the rest of the body now at this point in time has been finished. That's the truth. Okay. Hallelujah. And they, excuse me. They now appear as the temple of the tabernacle or the temple of the ark. And seven angels having the seven plagues came out of the temple, clothed in pure white linen and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four living beings gave unto the seven angels, the vials filled the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. Now here's the part. Okay. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no man was able to enter into the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angel were fulfilled. This is corresponding to what happened when the first tabernacle was erected. When it happened, Shekinah began to fill up the the temple and no one could enter in. Now, the climax is not here. The climax is when Jesus Christ returns. So here was going to happen, okay? This is the narrative What's going to happen once the man company has risen, amen, and once Satan has been kicked out of the church, amen, you're going to have all these events, amen, kind of the great tribulation, blah, 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 you know, Satan is just trying to make noise, amen, when all of that, please, oh, great tribulation is a very serious thing, amen, we'll get into that in another time, amen, but I'm just making sure everyone understands that in, com- in comparison to what is happening, the man company is not going to feel it, I'm going to, I'm assuring you, this is why the window for these things is now, before it comes, don't be the earth dwellers, you <laughs> will suffer in this life. I can assure you, you will so suffer because you will see the pain of following Satan. Oh God, have mercy! God have mercy! I will always wish some things upon upon our enemies. Amen. To be on this earth during that time and not seeking God, you are in serious trouble. The temple was filled with with the, with smoke from the glory of God from His power, and no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. Hallelujah. So what's happening is that there's going to be progressive rollout of God's glory. Amen. And it starts, first of all, with these plagues. Now, what now happens? Is that a voice now comes out of the temple saying to seven angels, pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. Now, what does this mean? This means that the temple is now so filled with God's glory, it begins to vomit God's glory. So as more glue is filling it, the church can no longer contain it. And from the church, bowls of wrath are issuing out. Okay. That declaration, go out and pour out. The what is it now? When a voice is telling the angel, go and pour out, it's not really like an angel has been instructed to do that. It is an overflow from the church. The church is brimming with God's glory. Amen. And what's happening is that the outer rim of that thing cannot be poured out to the rest of the world. The world cannot take of the experience of the church, if that makes sense. And it's going to be very, very hazardous to the enemies of God. Amen. When it now happens, a noise of my grievous sore falls upon those that had the mark of the beast. You can see the judgment that he gave before, right? That if you take um the mark of the beast what's going to happen you're going to receive the wrath of god without mixture amen the sixth angel verse 12 the sixth angel poured out his veil upon the great river euphrates and the water thereof was dried up and the way of the kings of the east might be prepared and i saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon i'm going to jump past this okay (laughs) all the way to verse 17 and the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, it is done right there. That is the day of atonement right there. I'm going to show that to you. Do you know where this bowl is poured out? It's just poured out where? Can someone tell me where verse 17, where does the seventh angel pour out? Is the last veil, the last bowl of wrath, <laughs> excuse me for King James English, just type in the, in the, in the comment, in the chat box. Where is the last bowl
1: of wrath poured out? Anyone can answer this It's so it's right there. Anyway, can anyone hear me?
0: <laughs> Thank you into the air. Hallelujah. Amen. Please, please make, I hope you're following. Amen. <laughs> I don't know if people are following amen. I don't even know if anything I'm saying is making sense. It makes perfect sense to me. I can show you with a lot of scriptures, amen. And I can, I can show you exhaustively, amen. But the kind of Bible studies we use to open up these things would take hours. We're following, thank you for encouraging me, amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now, the reason why I'm pointing this out is because you're following, okay, that's good, that's awesome, okay. It's because that air, amen, is where Satan has been sitting. Bible says that Satan has been orchestrating the courses of this world, right? As the prince of the power of the air. It's making sense. Okay, that's good. That's awesome. I'm so glad it is. That's so good. Thank you so much. Amen. So Satan has been ruling where? In the air. And that is where the last bowl pours out. Now, it's not like they are pouring in one place. I pour here. I pour here. I pour I pour No, no. What's happening is that the church is organically, the glory of God is filling up everywhere on the earth. Amen. And it's overflowing and filling up every space. The knowledge of the glory of God is covering the earth as, as as the waters cover the sea and it is brimming and brimming and brimming. This is in the midst of seven, the, the great tribulation. No. This is in the midst of the great tribulation, by the way, going to say that again. This is all happening in the midst of the great tribulation. As the glory of God is brimming and brimming and brimming and brimming and brimming all of a sudden in that space. where Satan is controlling the, the earth. Amen. The glory of God, (laughs) for lack of better words, seizes that place. Amen. And what now happens when that glory of God is poured out there, there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, it is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings. And there was a great earthquake such as has not been since man were upon the earth. I'm going to show you the reason why I say that all this is happening during the Great Tribulation. Amen. It is, I'm gonna to go to Matthew chapter 24, real quick, okay? Matthew chapter 24. Hallelujah. From verse, well, there shall be great tribulation.
1: Behold. Uh-huh. For there shall be
0: great tribulation. From verse 20. 21. Okay, so look at this real quick. Okay, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days should be shortened, there shall no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake. These days shall be shortened okay now i'm going to jump all the way because here actually says some really interesting stuff here, okay though here's a christ believe it or not da-da-da-da-da. and i can explain why that's the case later on but i want to jump real quick to verse 29 okay immediately after the tribulation of those days the sun shall be darkened the moon shall not give her light the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken that's when the god's glory has so overflowed okay that, that's what triggers the ending of the Great Tribulation. Thank you. Yes. Revelation 16, verse 18, and Matthew 24, 20. Thank you very much. Okay. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. This is our Shekinah glory. What, what's happening here is that the church is being persecuted. Amen. But the church, while it's being persecuted, is morphing into the tabernacle. Amen. Now, when that transformation process is complete, that process shuts down the persecution. Is everyone listening? that process shuts down the tribulation. And it's almost like we hijack the tribulation midway through. That's why if you check, there's some text that says three and a half years, three and a half years. Amen? It's like in the middle, something happens where the church almost seizes the great tribulation from Satan. It's this picture of like you're arm wrestling someone and it looks like you're losing. All of a sudden, halfway through, through much tribulation, we enter the kingdom of God, right? Thank you. All these verses are beautiful. Amen? What you now see is the church for lack of better words, over all Overriding Satan's hand, amen? And in the middle of everything, you see the church, amen? The body of Christ. This church, this body of Christ, the way it looks right now, amen? You see her growing, amen? And facing off by pure priesthood, pure priesthood, amen? Dealing with all of Satan, all of the systems of this world on a global scale, amen? The the climax of everything. This is a beautiful thing I'm describing here, okay? There shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven then all the tribes of the earth will mourn for they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven <laughs> woo thank you jesus clouds of heaven with power and with great glory and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other oh thank you jesus amen <laughs> amen hallelujah so let's jump real, um, real quick back into um oh lord jesus it is done there were voices and thunders and earthquakes and lightnings right okay another person has never been since it was upon the earth this is actually from another verse in isaiah but i don't want to show us that right now so mighty an earthquake and so great and the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the great nations fell. And great Babylon came to memories before God to give unto her the cup of the wine the, of the wine of the fears of His wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven. This is God's glory falling out. By the way, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail. And the plague was exceedingly great. The exceeding greatness of this hail. Amen is because of the destruction of Babylon, which you see chapter 17 and 18, but we're not, we're not concerned about that, okay? What we're going to now is, after these things, I heard a great voice of a multitude of people in heaven saying, "Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power to Lord our God for true and his judgments for he has judged the great whore who corrupted the earth with her fornication, and has avenged the blood of his servants at her hand." And again, they said, "Hallelujah." And her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the 24 elders fell down before the throne, saying, Hallelujah. And a voice came out saying, Praise our God, all you serve. You can just see everyone is just celebrating, right? Just a party, right? But here's the part I want to get to. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready. To her, it was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Our bridal gown, we are adorned with it progressively because the Bible says the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So when you're living by faith, that's what I can hang um operation of witnesses here, right? As we're living by faith, we are receiving that garment. Amen. As we're allowing our hearts to be written upon my God's word, we're receiving that garment. Beloved, I want to show you how all of this is still a testament. all right? even though I'll be honest with you, once we get to the millennial reign, amen, because Christ's coming triggers the millennial reign, amen, the millennial reign from there, we bleed into um, what you call it, the next age, tabernacles, hallelujah, okay, I'm going to stop right there, I think um, um, the next, what is it now, the one, what we have on Wednesday, we'll just go over everything and make sure that we tie everything neatly, amen, and we cross every T, dot every I, and make sure that there is no part of this that is not properly understood amen novex where is the beginning of this series okay we started this series immediately after um the watchman prophetic conference so you will find references to all those messages on our telegram group so you're looking at all the messages that came out worth for now um after i think i started specifically a week or two weeks after the conference, uh, let me see if I can find a conference graphic here upcoming events. Here is a conference graphic right here okay so from September twenty um, fourth. so I think from basically from the beginning of October, because we had. A clash with um, we started off, first of all, with explaining or showing the significance or the necessity of the feast. By showing the seven um, seals, amen, as a picture of the feast, right? And then we now went back and when, we now dealt with the feasts themselves one by one, right? And right now we are um, at atonement and we're going to segue into tabernacles tomorrow, amen. To be honest with you, we can already see it here, right? As you can tell, amen, once you partake in the Feast of Trumpets, it is game over for Satan. Satan's warfare is to make sure you don't get to, up the trumpets that is why also why he does what it was get the tabernacles amen i want to show that graphic again amen this right here is a curriculum spring pentecost fall amen once you get to trumpets you remember the manchild company amen uh, from there I, I want to say something else that's very important amen just so everyone understands there are some parts of this feast that we all must partake of together The Feast of Tabernacles must be partaken of by every member of the body of Christ collectively. What I mean by that is that the sanctuary dating back to Abel, amen, dating back to Abraham, to Enoch, amen, all of these things that walked with God, all of us together we would feast, amen, we would celebrate Tabernacles with Jesus together, amen. It's not going to be something that's going to be happening. You know, it's going to be weird because please, can you send that diagram to the group chat? Sure thing. I can do that. I can do that. Sure thing. Amen. Please understand something. Okay. There's verses in the Bible that talk about we all, we all be holding as a glass, right? The glory of the Lord. Amen. Or Ephesians chapter three, and about when Paul said, um, um, together with all the saints that we may comprehend with all saints, what is the width? What is the length? Amen. There's some verses that there's some things in the Bible that you cannot do by yourself. You can only enter into as a member of the body. I had a conversation with Papa once. This was um, last week um, during the um, camp. It was beautiful, and during that conversation, no, the camp, Daniel Camp, Black South is going to be calling this camp a Josiah camp. During that camp, um, Papa said something. You know, he was, he was releasing a lot of words that were really powerful. But as we were speaking, I saw something. I just saw the reason why. Our, our, this thing we're doing is called love. There is no me in this thing. You know, we want to identify who we are in Christ and all these different things. But even identifying who you are in Christ is about your union with Messiah. There is no me left. Please hear this. The language in the scriptures is God. All things are passed away. All things are new. All things are of God. This is our curriculum now. Together with all the saints. We are concerned about the building. I want to say something. I'm going to end with this. Our focus, amen. Hallelujah, is our union with Messiah. Amen. But then that union with Messiah, amen, demands that you are united with his body. Hallelujah. And like what we've learned in the Open Heavens Conference, right? Our union um, as the body of Christ demands that we are also in covenant with creation, right? <laughs> bringing creation into the next phase of her create of her oh yeah next day of creation for her hallelujah or the next phase of her development as well hallelujah amen i hope this was glorious it definitely was for me i got i received so i want to go back and listen and find out that some things that really touched me um, while while saying some things i never saw like three or four things before i think that's glorious um beloved we are living in wonderful times please do not be ignorant of what is happening amen there's so there's so many resources right now that you can use to eat this thing there's so many kinds of audio bibles there's so many i think um if you're talking about one audio bible like this that they have different accents and different things i'm just like we don't have any excuses for not knowing what's in this book any longer they've made it so palatable. now i i do hip-hop bible when i'm praying I'm engaging the word. I put on lights and I rap in tongues. Amen? Hammering Colossians into my heart. There is no reason why you should not know what is in this book. Read it. Sing it. Dance it. Confess it. Declare it. Write it. Draw it. Know it. But most of all, believe it. Hallelujah. I want to thank you all so much for joining us. This is Word for Now. We went really over time today. I hope this was a blessing to someone. Hallelujah. This is Word for now. We're going to be um, concluding on our tangent um, that we know we received during the Walking Friendly Conference. uh, Specifically, this tangent of feasting. And we're going to be segueing into heritage very, very soon. Amen. Um, Pastor Lee Matthews ministered on Saturday. Please. There is no reason why. I think is Emmanuel here. He had this vision. Um, he shared with me about, um, some people that he saw that long story short, no one in our community should be, there's something that should not be found in that should not, not be found in us. So things that should be found in us, amen, must be, there's must be, amen. So anyway, even that is a, um, con- uh, follow through of ecosystem of the age to come and the conference that we had in, um, the June time, June period, Pentecost period. Hallelujah. And, um, yep, that's it. We have on um, prayers in the morning. I am so sorry. I was awake all throughout last night. I was not able to join in for the morning prayers, but um, here is, um, I will be awake tomorrow. I will sleep on time today, Amen. So 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Amen. Hallelujah. Please join us. And last but not least, we have our immersion teen and youth conference. Please register. People have said that they were having difficulties registering because they couldn't pay at that point in time or something you can register. Now and then pay later. You can register now and then pay at the venue, but you are registration is only going to be you know certified or confirmed if you plan on camping, um, upon receipt of your camping token. Does that make sense? So um, please um, register right away. I will not. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I have structured this thing so that if you ask me to register your your child or anything, I will not be able to help you. That is my goal because people they. They can tell I'm busy, but they still like to add work to my head. So What I like doing is I like setting up things so that I can't help anyone because I will be dishonoring myself and my time by doing some things when there was so much time given. So please, like I remember, was it two or three years ago, a man came to me. and I said, please, I need to register my son. I said, the table is right there, sir. Please go and register your son there. <laughs> it's not, It's not a lack of kindness. I spent, I designed the website myself. I did the entire form. I did all of these things. Um please register my child. <laughs> I just saw the messages. <laughs> Amen. I went through all of these, all this work. I did all the trailers, did all these things. Then on the day of the conference itself, you come to me and ask you to pre-register a child. Ah, this is when they they told Jesus, we it's and sang in your presence. <laughs> How did Jesus respond? I tell you the truth. I've never seen this man in my entire life. <laughs> I'm joking. Jesus Christ will never deny us. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah please register now (laughs) (laughs) because some of us were still expressing our redemption amen Um, pastor francis seabour sends his love and his greetings he really wants to make sure that everyone is well grounded and established amen and all of these themes please do your own study do your own research amen and get familiar with all these things amen there's so much to discover and i'm looking forward to what the lord shows everyone else amen jesus loves you beloved have a blessed night amen Love you all. Thank you for being so encouraging. And Andrew, I'll register your child (laughs) later on. Blessings, y'all. Love y'all.